0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, wait a minute. As you notice, there's a conspicuous absent this evening. How are you doing, Nick? Where is he? Where'd he go? He's not here. He's not there. He's not there. He's not up here. If you'd like to see Eric, click the button located here, right? Have you seen those YouTube videos? That's right. If you want to see Eric, donate $1. To the save Eric from his bed because he got way too drunk this weekend. Fun. We have uh, started a GoFundMe for Eric. It's <laughs> it's uh consists of a Chipotle meal, Pedialyte, uh, a suite of vitamins, and an IV treatment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Eric just messaged me. Did he? <laughs> he's he's gonna be really grumpy. Uh, yeah, so we're in the middle of the show We're already burying him And it uh, looks like Eric finally woke up <laughs> That's good He woke up to your woo uh, Alright, to answer your first question Before Eric rudely interrupted us Not even being on the show uh, And he still I'm, managed to interrupt us How, it, uh, how, how Sway, how? <laughs> that's actually pretty good That's that's actually good his, his executive producer Spidey senses are getting better Oh, he knew He's just like, I missed it <laughs> It's like when you wake up and you wake up in such a hurry that and then you're like looking around, and you're like, oh, I'm late for work, and then it's Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to Eric right now. Or it's like four o'clock in the morning. That's yeah, four o'clock, you spent like two and a half hours sleeping. You're right. just so stressed about whatever at task at work you need to do. Right. Um all right. So we, we've been derailed by right. Eric, who's I'm, not with us. I'm I'm good. Uh this weekend. So i a podcast days back, weeks back, maybe months back, uh, we asked top five performances you've ever been to, and this weekend I went to see Rufus Soul at the Gorge Amphitheater uh, outside of Seattle, about two and a half hours outside of Seattle, and I have a new entry. There he is! Oh, Ladies wow. and gentlemen, Ladies. Back, from back from the dead. The rumors <laughs> of his death have been greatly exaggerated.
1: <laughs> oh. The ghost
0: of the ghost for Chipotle Pedialyte and a suite of vitamins has been canceled. We found him. At least he's on brand. He's doing it for the brand with he the room three hundred three. Holy cow, Eric! This is like this is like this is like Jordan's flu game. This is going to be Eric's podcast. <laughs> Hey, you're, I muted you. so, uh, I, so you guys
1: hear me? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that Jordan flu game, man. I uh, jumped in bed after work and no alarm, nothing. I my not bad, y'all, but glad I made it. So,
0: wow, you missed it. But
1: well, yeah, I missed uh, I missed the kickoff, but I showed up. You know, showed up late, but I'm still here to perform. <laughs> well, we'll see about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. We've checked in with Eric enough. We're gonna we're gonna mute him back again. I think you muted yourself when you were trying to mute Eric. This is this is, this is just going off. Do you see what happens, Eric? Just I, did, mute, off I did. I did mute I myself.
1: Derailed the whole thing, didn't
0: I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, the gorge, the gorge amphitheater. If you guys out there have a have a chance to go, like I said, two and a half hours outside of Seattle, it's an amazing venue, uh, and it was an amazing show. Uh, and you said Rufus Del Sol, correct? Rufus Del Sol. Yep. It means Rufus of sun. (laughs) Son of Rufus. Yeah. Son of Rufus. Rufus of the giant ball of fire in the sky. (laughs) All right. So today's episode, we're going to get into the head to head. We'll be doing week four review and week five bets. Uh, Yes. It's a little early. And uh, in the week, and we don't try to bring these bets as early so we can get better lines, and we know some of the injury situations. But this week is jam jam packed with MLB postseason starting on Thursday with the wild card games, and uh, we have a special treat as far as the NHL preview goes. That's right, we're already back into the NHL season. We have special guest correspondent and prime time executive producer Nevada Putnam joining us. Uh, it'll be our first ever four-person podcast. Well, not first ever, first ever video. So hopefully Nevada is up to snuff uh, and he has his beard shaved in military regulations. Unlike. <laughs> unlike, <laughs> unlike, unlike. myself. Unlike the three people currently right. in today's podcast. Correct. And then uh, Pop Culture Pick'Em, uh, Eric created a, a list that he uses for us to select Pop Culture Pick'Ems, but he decided not to share it to either of the hosts. So Nick and I created our own, and uh, we are now at top five musicals. <laughs> Wait, top you guys
1: don't musicals. have access to that? Uh, we don't
0: have access to it. Normally, when you create a document, you have to share it to other people,
1: Eric. <laughs> I mean, all right, whatever. I, I, look, I, I see that you guys have access to my back.
0: Uh what's it called? The pick tracker all leagues? Yeah, That's, no, where's where's the list where's of the just list? pop culture pick'em ideas?
1: Oh that yeah, that one's on my phone. That one. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad.
0: He tried he, tra- he tried to throw us, he tried to throw us a little a little distraction there, a little chaff. Yeah, nobody nobody believes you, Eric. We yeah. caught you red-handed, you schmuck. Yeah. You schmuck schmucking a pancake. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking a pancake. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the top five musicals. Um, the order for today's podcast is myself, Nick, and Eric, and whoever spelled my name spelled it wrong. That is hysterical. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, an, an actual musical that I performed in when I was in high school, and it's a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Okay. What is this musical about? I've never heard this musical. Um, that's a great question, actually. Now I don't remember what this <laughs> musical was about. It, it was about love and stuff happening on the way to the forum. I'd have to actually, I actually blanked on what it is, it, it's about. Um, and what part did you play? Do you remember that? I played Erroneous, yeah. Wow, egregious and erroneous. Yeah, and uh, okay. I was just uh, this old guy that walked around with a cane. It was what's it called on the way to the forum? Yeah, we should probably look that up, huh? Yeah, let's let's look it up. Funny thing happened on the way to the forum. It was a 1996 musical comedy. All right, from Wikipedia, uh, in the city of Rome during the reign of Empire Nero. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> you already, you're no. mad because it's Nero? No, no, not Nero. Uh, Saeidallis here. I'll post it in the chat. since. since oh, you didn't know how to say I, No, that's no. Pseudolus. That's Pseudolus. Pseudolus is the lyingest, cheatingest, sloppiest slave in all of Rome, whose only wish is to buy his freedom from his master's parents, the henpecked Sonex, and his overbearing wife, Dominia. That's pretty funny. When he finds out that his master, uh, his master's, a uh, handsome but dim son Hero has fallen in love with the beautiful Philia from the house of Marcus Lycus next door. How do you say his name? Uh, say the- it's, it's probably Lysus, Marcus Lysus. No, no, say the homeboy's name again that I posted in the chat. Oh, Pseudalus. Pseudalus makes a deal. He will get the girl for, the, for Hero in return for his freedom. So there we go. Yeah, it's a pretty entertaining musical. Uh, it's fun, fun to watch a person. Even, even more fun to actually perform itself. I just remember the, the like, the plot not really having too much. <laughs> it was just a fun, funny musical. Uh, so the plot was kind of standard issue, but that's what it is. Uh, Whoa, erroneous is erroneous is next door neighbor. So that's the part that your very own Jermaine Colomendo's played. Yeah, yeah, buddy. All right, Nick, it's on to you. Okay, I'm going to pick my favorite music of all time. It's going to be The Greatest Showman. It's going to be The Greatest Showman. Are uh, you going to tell the story or am I going to tell the story? You tell the story. So, <laughs> Nick... And I were Diego Garcia together. I'm sure you've heard that part of the story before. We have a movie theater on there. It's part of a morale thing. Most of the Hollywood companies sign up with the Navy to provide it for the troops. And it's a a great service. So it's kind of this outdoor theater with uh, still has like rooftop coverage because it rains there all the time. It's free, by the way, as well. Oh, yeah. And it's free. And I was always like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Nick was always like, fuck off. No, no, no. But he would always tag along anyways. I was like, let's drink, let's drink, let's drink. And then we get drunk and go to the movies. Right. (laughs) One of the ones I wanted to see was the Zac Efron, Hugh Jackman musical. And Nick, for weeks leading up to it, because we would plan our schedules pretty pretty well out and he was just like i hate musicals i don't want to see musicals musicals suck and then he proceeds to sit there for the greatest showman and be the most enthralled individual of the actual packed house and then get up and walk away and be like that is one of the best musicals i've ever seen and then to go further he might even be one of his better movies he's ever seen i i can judge a movie but I, like I don't like re-watching movies, right? I like watching new movies and I like watching maybe older movies that I haven't seen. But I don't like re-watching movies. So that's a kind of test of my – if I re-watch a movie, you know I like a movie. And I have bought The Greatest Showman from Amazon multiple times on multiple different devices <laughs> just to put it on while, like, cleaning or something. It is probably my – if it's not my most played soundtrack on my iPhone, it's my third. It's my second or third most played soundtrack. What would be first? What what soundtrack are you bumping more than The Greatest Showman? That's right now. I can't think. The I type, can't. I can't think of Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Titans. Oh, dude! Uh, shout out Celine Dion. Hope she gets better. What's uh, wrong, with Celine? Apparently, she got some sort of random illness. They can't explain how it happened. She's lost her Las Vegas residency and rumor has it. She may or may not be in a wheelchair. All all the being sick and canceling the res- residency are accurate. The wheelchair. I don't know if that's, if you can corroborate that, but it's one of those things where all, all the people who, <laughs> who beat their chest about don't take, don't take the vaccine. And then, Everyone's favorite uh, singer from Titanic decides, yo, it's time to wrap it up. She was 54 and pretty healthy. I blame blame Sonny. (laughs) You mean Sonny and Cher? Yeah, I blame Sonny. So it's still his fault, even though this is Celine Dion. right, All right. (laughs) Let's move on, Eric. Go ahead and give us your next picks, please.
1: All uh, right, so this is probably one of the worst categories for me, as I don't really enjoy musicals that much. So I have a question. Have you seen for the me. Greatest Showman? I actually haven't, so I'm probably gonna add that to the queue. Well, there you go.
0: It's uh, one of the greatest musicals I've ever seen.
1: So with my first pick, I'm not sure if it's a musical, but I'm gonna say it, and then you guys can judge me on it. So I'm gonna go with my first pick is gonna be Eight Mile.
0: That's so funny.
1: That's a musical, right?
0: It's a musical. I, I, it. I, if, I guess if, if, we'll allow it. It's not counting, a musical. If we're counting Disney movies, we're counting Eight Mile. Yeah, we'll allow Eight Mile. It's not a musical in the traditional sense, but nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be like, "Oh, it doesn't belong in this category." Damn it! Okay. I had it on my list too because I was gonna drop it on you guys at the end. <laughs> so that's, a, I just... that's, that's a good pick, Eric. Wow, I'm we're really... fighting over Eight Mile, huh? <laughs> we're already scraping the bottom. <laughs> no, I got a lot, but I was gonna drop that on you guys at the end.
1: I'm glad I went first because I don't have that many musicals I've seen. So with my second pick, um, I don't know if you guys saw this movie. It came out last year. Um, have you guys seen Tick, Tick, Boom on Hulu? No,
0: I heard it's good, though. It's actually it on really Netflix. good.
1: Uh, well, it's on, I saw it on Hulu, but it's the Andrew Garfield where he plays the dude who wrote Rent, which right. I believe is a musical as well. I've never seen Rent, but I've seen Tick, Tick, Boom. So yeah, Rent's I'm like put that arguably on my second one pick.
0: of the most popular musicals. <laughs> of, of all time, Yeah. <laughs> Uh back to me. All right, I'm going to go back to back with musicals that I hated just f- for the a- like absent mind of it. The first one being obviously The Greatest Showman. And then when I finally watched him, I was like, "Man, that's a really good musical." Uh my second pick is going to be Hamilton. If you haven't watched uh the Hamilton musical, and I'm talking about the Andrew Andrew Lloyd Webber, not Andrew no, Lloyd Webber. It's the it's, oh, you're talking about, oh, he's Puerto Rican. Lin, 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 Manuel, Manuel, Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. Lin, Lin, Manuel, Miranda, uh, to say it the white way. Uh, if you watch his Hamilton, it's a, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic, uh, movie film. And I, and I hear a fantastic play on, on Broadway, but I watched. Yeah. The movie um, film. yeah, that one, huge, huge following. Um, it. I think it, to me, it was like the, the first musical in a f- few years since like Wicked that actually like popped to where people couldn't stop talking about it. Um, speaking of uh, this professional podcast, I'm going to go ahead and take Wicked for my next pick here. Uh, it's as good as advertised. I thought it was all hype when to go see it with my buddy Alex. Uh, the same day we lost each other in the great city of New York, and somehow we're on the same train home. But he was in the front, and I was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and so we made it home. Uh, shout out being drunk in New York with no phone, a- and you can't find your friend. Not as fun as you would think. And then number three was is, is you think Wicked is the best? Uh, I guess this would this this might be a a question you got to think about for a little bit. But is Wicked the best? Movie off a movie, best musical off a movie. No, best movie off a movie, mu- or yeah, I was gonna say best musical off a musical, but I couldn't think of another one. Is it because it's from The Wizard of Oz? The right Wicked story comes from The Wizard of Oz. So, I guess my question is, is it the best like movie, movie created because of another movie? Is Wicked a movie? Probably not. That's a dumb question. Your pick, uh, no. <laughs> It's a great question. Okay. That was a, that was an example of a good question. My, my question was an example of a stupid question that wasn't really thought out. I just kind of thought it in my head and then tried to execute it uh, live on air. Uh, no, uh,
1: it is in post-production. It comes out in 2024. Oh, well, there we go. You Post- don't get bailed
0: out. Fuck out of here, bro. Get out of here. Exactly what I was thinking. So uh, things that fall into that criteria, The Lion King has a fantastic musical Um I probably shouldn't have said that since it's going to make my list. But uh, Spider-Man has a fantastic musical. Harry Potter has a fantastic musical. Frozen on Ice. Uh, Oh, dude, I heard Frozen on Ice does slap, but I also don't have kids, and I don't like Frozen. I've seen it, so. I don't think Frozen's bad. It's just I'm not – I don't have kids, so I'm not hyped into it. But anyways, my third pick is going to be The Book of Mormon. Good one. Fantastic musical, if you have not seen it. Uh, Trey, Parker, think, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Yeah. I didn't see it with the original cast, which I'm sure adds a little more to it. But uh, I saw it touring. I saw it two different places. I saw it once in Minneapolis and once in um, Virginia. And I think it's fantastic. But it's obviously, it's right up my alley since I like South Park. So right. <laughs> All right, Nick, go ahead and give us your third one. Uh, my third one is going to be something that they're actually not going to feature on Broadway anymore. So see it before it leaves. It's the Phantom of the Opera. They're getting rid of that. They're getting rid of the Phantom on Broadway. Oh, that's kind of tragic. That, uh, that made me sad a little bit. I've never even seen the actual play, but it's. After 35 years, the Phantom of the Opera will stop hunting. Will stop haunting Broadway this winter. The Phantom of the Opera will haunt the Paris Opera House for the last time, a Broadway fixture since 1988. The Phantom of, of the Opera will conclude its run, February 18th, 2023. Wow, that's that, kind of, that, that's tragic. That is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, by the way. <laughs> the, the original guy you were trying to name. Yeah, the original guy that I was trying to say. Um, yo, how crazy is that? That musical has been on Broadway longer than any of us have been alive. So apparently it's the hardest role. All right, I guess it, it's not, it won't be anymore as of twenty twenty three, but the Phantom is the hardest role to get on Broadway. Even our aforementioned greatest showman star, Hugh Jackman, was not the was not was in the play for a very long time and was never the phantom that's that's crazy because that dude's got some serious chops, He's got some, chops. <laughs> like, some serious chops all right eric let's go ahead and get your next two all
1: right so uh man this is tough I'm running out. i guess i'm gonna go moulin rouge because i watched that movie with my mom a bunch when
0: oh, i was a kid oh yeah that's, that's a, a good fantastic one. movie it's a good one we know more about musicals than i think we let on <laughs> i know no. We're we're all surface level. We're like these are all movies and things That's people have true. heard of. Like we ain't named any sneak sneaky sneaky. Um, we hit we hit eight mile in the first round. <laughs> like we're, name, not, you, we're not we're not you named you named something happened on the way to the forum. That's a little sneaky sneaky. Well, yeah, but I was in it. Mm. all right, so one of nine
1: so right. far. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Um Man, I guess the Freddie Mercury movie, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I'll go with that because I really like Queen, and it was a pretty good movie, so I'll rock with that.
0: It's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right. It's a great movie. So, okay, cool. Uh, I'll continue the trend, uh, but I'm going to go with a play adapted for a movie, or maybe it was a movie adapted for a play. Uh or a pl- know, whatever, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say, but rock of ages. Oh, I have that in my list right now for Netflix. I love that movie, dude. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise, man. <laughs> Such a good, it's it, it. The cast is stellar. The acting is stellar. Tom Cruise just gets to be Tom Cruise. That's what makes the movie great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude's a fucking maniac. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, now that we've talked about Tom Cruise unexpectedly, I'm gonna go ahead and take um, uh, for my last two, I'll take The Lion King and Jersey Boys. Those are good. Two great picks. Who could yeah. fight them? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so back to you, Nick. Uh you know, what? there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on here. There's a lot of stuff that I still have on my list. I'm going to finish it with one of my favorite animated movies, and that's going to be Sing. Oh, with the animals. I w- actually was trying to watch Sing 2 the other day. I haven't seen it yet though. Sing 2 is no, not as good, obviously. The first one is fantastic. fantastic. My mom my yeah. mom told me to watch it, so I I watched and she rarely misses when she tells me to suggest if the movies are good or not. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, wow. Look at them. They're targeting Cooper cup forced it wasn't open. So they're kicking a field goal dummies. <laughs> All right, Eric, what's your, uh, what's your, <laughs> who spelled Rhapsody?
1: <laughs> oh, that was definitely me. And I definitely spelled it wrong.
0: Um, <laughs> how do you spell it? Okay, here we go. Fantastic. Uh, Eric spelled Rhapsody, R-H-A-P-S-O-D-U-Y. Let's throw this into Google. I don't have my phone on me. I was going to throw this into Google Translate and see what Eric spelled. <laughs> 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 he had it right. He just put a U in front of the Y. Right. Other, other right. than that, it's not bad. All right, Eric, what's your and last I, pick? And I
1: think that was honestly just a typo. Uh, last pick.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a typo. You typoed it wrong.
1: <laughs> um from musicals I've seen, I guess I gotta go with like Chicago.
0: Another fire choice. Yeah, not bad.
1: Yeah. Or nine. I'll go with Chicago.
0: Nine? What's nine? Yeah,
1: the musical with uh Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, everything Daniel you just
0: said broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like
0: uh, what? <laughs> Uh, that sounds fire. Nine, huh? Let me look that up. Are you looking yeah, it so, up, Nick? So nine, a live action film. Why, what's with all these Italian names, man? <laughs> in 1965, Guido Contini is a gifted Italian filmmaker at the famous Cinesita Movie Studios in Rome. At the age of 50, Guido has developed writer's block and conjures all the women in his life for inspiration. Not shocking that Eric's seen this one now. Including Louisa, his wife, Claudia, his star access, Carla, Carla, Jesus, Cla- Claudia, his star actress, Carla, his mistress, Lily, his costume designer and confidant. Stephanie, an American fashion journalist from Vogue. Sarah Hina? Sarah Sarah, Sarah Sarah. Sarah Sarah with it. Sarah G and then Hina. How would you say that? G and then what? How do you spell it? Just spell it. S-A-R-A-G-H-I-N-A. Oh, it's all one word. All one word. Saragiani? Saragiani? Maybe. It sounds more more Italian. Maybe if I just say it Italian. A prostitute, a prostitute from from his childhood and his beloved mama. Look at this cast. Daniel Day-Lewis, Marion Cotillard, Penelope Cruz, Judy Dench, Fergie. Oh, she's down to one name. How crazy is that? Fergie's Kate a Hud- prostitute, right? I would imagine. Because <laughs> these other ladies don't really <laughs> you can imagine Kate if H- Judy, Judy Dench was the prostitute. Bro, I would tune in just for that. That's hysterical. Uh Kate Hudson, Nicole Kidman, and Sophia Loren. Wow. That is that have is have a to- cast, bro. I might have to go watch it. That's a good cast. Good pick, yeah. Eric. First of all, Daniel Day Lewis in a musical like he could be he could play all the roles. I'd have to watch. Yeah. that. No yeah, what. he could, he could, play. <laughs> he could play all the roles. But they'd have to make it like ten years later because he'd have to do deep, deep character <laughs> dives into each role. Yeah, one hundred percent. He needs he needs a one year workup for each role. <laughs> all right, Eric, give us the final list, and then we'll we'll keep it pushing into the head to head and week four review. All
1: right, so uh, Jermaine had the first pick. He went with a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Wicked. The Book of Mormon, Lion King, and Jersey Boys. Nick had the second pick. He had The Greatest Showman, Hamilton, Phantom of the Opera, Rock of Ages, and Sing. I was the third pick, Took Eight Mile, Tick, Tick, Boom, Moulin Rouge, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Chicago.
0: A couple of honorable mentions. I already mentioned Frozen from the Frozen on Ice. Frozen, uh, Pitch Perfect, Mama Mia, Grease, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. My goodness. You just named them all. <laughs> Maybe. Mulan. <laughs> uh, Mulan is a fantastic one. And then you got you to gotta say Moana. Moana is fire, too. Moana. Yeah, you're welcome. Did you say Moana? I did not. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so that wraps it up. We'll go ahead and get into the head-to-head for this week and then the week four. Re- well, should we do the week four review first? Let's do the week four review first. Yeah, we're well, still waiting
1: enough. on this game to finish for the head-to-head to conclude. Yeah, funny I
0: enough.
1: know. We, we've made the new
0: rule that Monday night football is off limits. But just, okay. Only Sunday games can be picked. No Thursday and no Monday. Okay. Funny enough that you mentioned that, Jermaine. How many teams in NFL history before this weekend allowed 45-plus points and won the game? Bonus question How many teams have done it on the road prior to this weekend? Uh there's that Rams and Chiefs game. Uh okay. that set the world on fire. I think that was the year Patrick Mahomes threw for 50 tutties and then went to the Super Bowl. And I believe that's the year he, or no, 2000- he lost to Tom Brady in the in the AFC championship. 2018, correct. Um your team has been and, involved and- in one. Yeah, so I was going to say that one next, but in the Rams Chiefs game, I think the home team won. Correct? I actually don't know. It doesn't oh, it doesn't it doesn't list who the road team was. Oh, I thought you said how many of them did it at the, on the yeah, road. Yeah, I road. have the stat, but it doesn't tell me who was home and who was away. Oh, okay. Um it's Saints versus Giants Eli Manning versus Drew Brees Drew Brees threw six touchdowns and Eli Manning also threw six touchdowns or he threw five 2015 correct uh absolute barn burner of a matchup uh let's see 50 point games very rare how did you say how many occurrences there were so before this weekend there were 11 in which a team has allowed 45 plus points and won the game and only three times that it's happened on the road. Okay, yeah, I'm uh, I'm drawing blanks already. That's that's a lot of points. I don't know if I can think of that. Oh, I just gave you the answer, so it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, you. So, what other games were there? So, uh, 2019, San Francisco beat New Orleans, 48-46. You already mentioned 2018-2015. 2013, Denver beat Dallas 51-48. 2007, Cleveland beat Cincinnati 51-45. 2004, Cincy beat Cleveland 58-48. The Jets beat Miami in 1986. Uh, Seattle beat Kansas City in 1983. 1983 actually had two occurrences of this happening because earlier in 1983, Green Bay beat uh, Washington, then the Redskins. Uh, 1963, Oakland beat Houston, and 1962, New York or the Jets beat uh, the beat Denver. And then, the twelfth time and the fourth time on the road in history, the Seahawks this weekend beat the Detroit Lions 48 to 45. Beat the Detroit Lions 48 45. What an absolute crazy game! That was a crazy, crazy game. I don't understand. Oh, man. Detroit. You got to feel for them. Seahawks was the player there. They, I believe they were the uh, road favorite. Uh, so I don't even know if they covered the spread, to be honest. I believe it was a pick'em. if I remember correctly. Okay. Even with DeAndre Swift being out, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Shark, I would be shocked Stand if by. it was a pick-em. <laughs> All right. So I can't believe I didn't remember that, that 49ers Saints game. That game was wild. George Kittle absolutely punked us at the end. Saints can't guard tight ends. I don't know what it is. Oh, uh, no, that's week five. Uh, week four, the game. Oh, the game opened Seattle three and a half dogs on the road. It opened. What did, clo- what did it close? No, what did it? Do- no, it closed Seattle three and a half dogs. It opened Seattle plus six dogs. Oh, okay. So the so the the injuries forced that line down, and then oh wait, they were the dogs, so they won anyways. Yeah, yeah. they should have been the favorites in that game after those injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, it is still Seattle. All right, let's get into the week four review. Uh, We had the – on Thursday night, we had the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Miami Dolphins. So Cincinnati was the home team. They ended up winning 27-15. Prayer's up for Tua. You guys want anything – want to add anything on this? Uh, It seems like every year we have – oh, excuse me. Sideline doctors add in their take on whether a player should play or not. Uh, y- you have to think. I- I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give Miami the benefit of a doubt. You have a new analytic coach, you have your young star quarterback, and you're playing a team that it doesn't really matter if you beat on short rest, right? I think they went through every possible stage to get him cleared and he cleared concussion protocol. Here's the question, right? Are we debating whether Tua was good to play physically or whether he passed NFL concussion protocol? Because both of those could be true. They're not mutually exclusive. Sorry. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. He could pass the, legendarily terrible NFL concussion protocol and not be physically able to play. So the fact that people are crapping on the Dolphins for this, they're going by the NFL's concussion protocol. It's an it's an independent neurologist that is appointed purely to clear players to enter games whether they've had the concussion or not. And it's been fired by the way who has been fired because somebody had to take the fall, but he followed the protocols. This is what bothered me about the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. He got fired. So now the NFL can say, well, no, he was the bad one. Exactly. He, He was the bad one following the rules that we gave him, following the rule sheet that we handed him. Part of the investigation is there was multiple infractions. I was like, okay, what are the multiple infractions? Are you just not saying what those are? And now, they're changing the rules. So if anyone shows clear instability. That they can't re-enter the game. Okay. That probably should have been in the goddamn rules in the first place. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Because if someone stands up and falls over, I don't think you want them going back in the game. Also, people are just getting on the Dolphins case. How many times have we seen players self-report concussion-like symptoms? get put into the concussion protocol, and then not be able to play the next week because they put themselves in it. Tua is also responsible for yeah. him, himself. If he didn't feel comfortable, he should have removed himself as well. Then you hear they test him every day leading up to the to the um, Thursday night football game. Thursday night football game. They 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 took they took a look at him every time. Prior to the game, people had conversations with him. They thought he was lucid. They thought he was fine. There was no symptoms. There was no red symptoms of concussion. But he hit his head again. Four days after he hit it before. Four days after. I, look. You can be upset all you want, and I understand. We want to make sure we're taking care of these players, especially for some an injury you can't see, and you don't know the impacts, right? But at the same time, it's like everyone's just being outraged and taking it out on the Dolphins with no tangible proof and not being in the room.
1: Yeah, I wanna I wanna piggyback off of that because did you guys watch the Sunday night game? We all saw break get the concussion, come back in for the last like two minutes of the game. And then the coach is bumbling on, and then they pull him for the rest of the game for a concussion. And then the coach at the end of the game is trying to like bumble through an answer as to why he went back in if he clearly had a concussion. And also, if you think about it, a UFC, right? Mixed martial arts, some of the toughest guys in the world. They crack their noggin. Those guys won't do physical activity for 25 to 30, 40 days after. We're throwing dudes back on the field four days after to get hit by a 350 pound defensive end slammed on the ground, the NFL needs to do a much better job of protecting his players. And I understand people hearing like, oh, if my guy gets in question, he can't be out 30 days. It's such my fantasy team. What about his family and his kids and his mental health? Like we got to take better care of these guys. They're entertainers. They're humans. They don't need to put their life on the line like this every time. Yes, they get paid handsomely, but the NFL as a whole needs to do a better job. It's not the Miami Dolphins that should be catching the heat.
0: I mean, let me tell you this story, right? This is, And I, I don't play football. But here's the thing, it was about a month ago that I was in a car accident, just like a fender bender, it probably happened at like 15, 20 miles per hour, right, gave me a little bit of whiplash, nothing big, Uh, that was on a Saturday night, right, got home, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, did also got hit with, also got hit with a positive COVID test, so was at home, uh, looking at three screens, right, the 70 inch TV you see behind me, humble brag, the laptop that i have in front of me and then the monitor that i'm that i'm talking to you find people on right now i was on those screens for about 12 hours on wednesday and on wednesday night i had narrowing of vision i had nausea i had a pain at the base of my skull i had the rehashing of the tbi symptoms right and that was just from staring at screens now think about what tua has been doing all week he's been in dark rooms staring at screens staring at surface tablets like his brain is not healed like i like if someone were to talk to me monday someone would talk to me tuesday they were like he's perfectly fine somebody would have talked to me wednesday day i would have been fine somebody would talk to me to wednesday night i put a bowl of soup in my microwave didn't shut the microwave turned around forgot what i was doing walked around my house five minutes later turned around and looked at my microwave and the microwave was still open with the bowl with cold bowl of soup in it. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not trying to go out there and, and like, I was trying to watch Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not <laughs> trying to go out there and like die, like diagram cover two from cover three. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm was trying to get at. The man went through a week of, of everything. So I, it's tragic, but everyone's so quick to jump and just be outraged but i feel like that's just the 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 natural state of people now they need something to be outraged for does it need to be fixed absolutely uh does it suck that this happened to Tua? absolutely does it suck it happened to the dolphins absolutely but maybe their protocols aren't good enough and you know what the nfl and the nfl players association is telling us their protocols are not good enough and that's why they are expected to change as early as this week yeah i mean it's it's you know it kind of sucks but there's a saying that you remember for the military jermaine like every rule is written in blood the military does not change stuff unless somebody dies because they have no need to but the second that somebody gets killed now you have all these rules and regulations that come into place that you're like listen dudes have been screaming for this for years And now you put it in just because something bad happens. It's the same with the NFL. They're a a billion dollar organization. If they don't don't want to change it, they won't. The NFL has and is always been reactionary. They are never proactive. So it's not shocking that we're here. We'll be here again in a few years. And we'll be here again in a few more years until it's finally hammered down. And it's unfortunate, but it's going to take more high-profile players like this to actually because there's a difference between tight end Cameron Braight, which is not being, t- which is not being covered nationally right now. There isn't t- dozens of reports and dozens of push notifications being t- sent to phones, even though Cameron Braight did the same goddamn thing. Right. So it takes high-profile players to make action. That is why you can't hit the quarterback low anymore because Tom Brady tore an ACL. So let's get into some of these other games. We had the first London game of the season at 6.30 a.m. Pacific start time, which was the Minnesota Vikings technically on the road taking on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, absolute barn burner of a matchup. The Vikings eked it out 28-25 despite the Saints playing Andy Dalton, Mark Ingram, and Chris Olave over their traditional starters. Next matchup. We have the Cleveland Browns losing to Atlanta on the road 23 uh, 20. The Commanders lost keep, to the keep, Dal- keep in mind, Cleveland lost 23 to 20 to a Marcus Mariota led Falcons team. Marcus Mariota in a football game went nine for, went worse, went seven for 19 with 139 yards and beat the Cleveland Browns. God, there's been some awful quarterback play this year. <laughs> Justin Fields, I don't know what he did in this game, and I'll, I'll look it up as we when we get into it. But he's averaging 15 pass attempts a game, and he's averaging 99 pass yards through the first three weeks. I will check this game when we get to it when we discuss the Bears. But that is putrid. That is putrid. Um. Oh, so Fields, so Fields in this Bears game, had where is it scrolling down Justin Fields was 11 for 22 for 174 yards so he had 22 attempts finally (laughs) had 174 yards look at that more attempts more yardage who would have thought uh Bears still lost to the New York Giants 20 to 12 (laughs) he he got sacked six times by the way uh it's one of the worst off there's uh, they look we've said it before we're gonna say it again we'll say it all year the Chicago Bears are sacrificing Justin Fields to the gods And yet they're two and two. May they accept him as tribute? Uh, Dallas Uh, Cowboys. Also, fun stat: uh, Justin Fields has the same number of rushing and passing attempts this year. What? (laughs) Same. Sorry. Same. Sorry. Same number of passing completions and rushing attempts this year. Oh, dude! That was just like, yo, he's running a ton. (laughs) That's crazy. That's. In that the, is a crazy stat. In the four weeks, like Jermaine just mentioned, in his four weeks, 8-7, eight, 8-11 eight, passing completions, 11-8-8-7 eight, eight, rushing attempts. Man, that is uh, that is not good. The Dallas uh-huh. Cowboys at home defeated the Washington Commanders 25-10. to Absolutely shellacking Carson Wentz and the uh, offensive line in, in Washington. Good Lord. Carson Wentz is going to go down as probably the most sacked quarterback of all time. I, I what's think it, it's, him it's or Cam Andrew Luggs. It's Cam Newton right now. Is it Cam Newton right now? I think so. The only uh, Carson Wentz only sacked twice though, but it seemed like he was just getting hit every single play. I said this a couple of weeks ago to you guys on Sunday, didn't I? I was like, man, he's not getting sacked, but he is getting hit every single time play yeah he got sacked nine times against the eagles that's incredible so the uh seattle seahawks win on the road as we mentioned before 148 45 over the detroit lions the tennessee titans continue to win in indianapolis 24 17 is your final the philadelphia eagles that's right epe's very own team Held the Jacksonville Jaguars to 14 offensive points and won the game 29-21. They got off the they got off their second half. schneid and scored 10 points in this game. Why does that app keep crashing? What is happening here? Brand new phone, still the same problems. Who knew? who would have guessed it? Yeah, boy. Uh, uh, if the- you liked, if you like random quarter scoring, this Jacksonville Philadelphia game was for you end of the first quarter Jacksonville was up 14 nothing end of the second quarter Philly was up 20 to 14 uh same score after the end of the third quarter and then both and then Philly scored nine and Jacksonville scored seven in the fourth quarter (laughs) that what how ridiculous uh the New York Jets went on the road to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers this game will forever be known as Mike Tomlin's had enough of that Trubisky Uh, New York Jets won 24-20, but Kenny Pickett is now the starter going forward, which bodes well for all those Pittsburgh Steelers to win division, the, the division bettors. Um, very next game, we have the Buffalo Bills going into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Bills escaped that game with a 23-20 victory after a questionable fourth down call by Jim Harbaugh. By the way, Kenny Pickett in that Steelers game completed every single one of his passes. Wow. 10, to the, <laughs> ten to the sealers, 3 to the defense. <laughs> what did he complete any passes to the left side of the field? That's a great question. <laughs> uh a Bills Ravens game 23-20. Lamar Jackson marched the team down, they got stopped on third down, we're in fourth down territory. Um Instead of kicking the field goal to take the lead and go up 23-20, they elect to go for it on fourth down. They don't get it. Turnover on down. Bills march down. Kick a field goal. Get the victory. Uh, You hate to see it, but Jim Harbaugh has done it every year. He plays to get the win, and it backfires on him. So he's going to keep it pushing. Very next game, we have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. They won that game 34 to 24. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Carolina Panthers in what was an oddly lined game from Vegas. I believe it was a one point spread. Uh, Cardinals beat the Panthers 26 to 16 because they can't score over 20 points. Uh, Baker Mayfield continues to show that whatever happened his rookie season was make believe uh the new england patriots took on the green bay packers and took them to overtime losing on the road to 27-24 and it crashed again of course unreal anyways and then we have the raiders taking on the broncos that would be the Raiders at home finally getting their first victory of the season, beating Denver 32 23. Russell Wilson continues to be pedestrian, and Geno Smith continues to outduel him statistically. So take that with whatever information you want. I believe and- the stat is Geno Smith can throw the next 32 passes into the ground before he has a lower completion percentage than Russell Wilson. <laughs> You hate to see it. He has more touchdowns and more interceptions. He also has more yardage and more pass attempts. Um, Kansas City Chiefs beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game was put out of reach pretty early and stayed that way for the majority of it. Kansas City won 41 to 31. And that wraps the final slate of games. Anything you guys want to get into? Uh No, not really. You you covered most of it. All right, so shout out to the only current undefeated team in the National Football League. That's right. Your Philadelphia football Eagles are still undefeated at a whopping 4-0. Eric, can you pull up Philadelphia's remaining schedule for me?
1: Yep.
0: We're going to do a little fun little exercise and be like, we're going to play – everyone's favorite nationally televised game on YouTube. Uh, when will they lose? So are you ready, Eric? Yes. All right. Please provide week five and on.
1: So week five at Arizona.
0: Yes. Loss. Well, okay. Lose? Oh, right. Game over. <laughs> no. All right. So Nick has Nick has loss. Uh, I think I see them very easily winning that game. Deandre Hopkins is not back. They can't run the football. The offensive line can't protect Kyler Murray. And for some reason, that kid is fast as hell, but refuses to run the football. Um, so Philadelphia looks poised to get another dub. EPE will be there live and in the flesh, so he probably will miss Monday's episode as well because he'll be too too hungover. All right, so man. All right. what's the next game, Eric? Uh,
1: week six at home versus Dallas, probably the game that Dak comes back.
0: I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) If Dak comes back, he's going to get lit up by that front line that's going to eat into that Dallas offensive line. Dallas won't be able to run the football, and they'll have to do all the passing. Hopefully, Darius Slay is back. I see Eagles winning that game as well. Cooper Rush stays in, though. Eagles win. Or Cooper Uh, Rush stays in,
1: Eagles lose. And then we have our bye week, and then week eight we have the Pittsburgh Steelers in Philly.
0: Lost, Kenny Pickett completes all of his passes, but to the Steelers. <laughs> all,
1: all right, right. so up,
0: Ben Roethlisberger style. Kenny Pickett. Says, what is it? What is the Steelers? Hold on. I'll look that up here in a second. All right, so Eagles probably beat the Steelers, if we're being honest, even though Nick keeps saying they lose to every game. What's the next game? At Houston. Yeah, that's a dub next game. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I was like, why are we pausing? Home versus the Commanders.
0: Uh, easy dub. We've already seen what they did to them at on the road at Indianapolis. Ooh, that's an interesting matchup. Easy dub. Matt Ryan's just gonna fumble the football everywhere. What's next? Home,
1: home versus Green Bay.
0: Okay. All right. Legitimate L. So we have Arizona this week. If you get out of here, then you should be undefeated when you see Green Bay. All right.
1: That could be an L.
0: Pittsburgh plus twenty five hundred to win the division. By the way. Oof.
1: Uh, after Green Bay, it's uh, home versus Tennessee. Uh, dub. And then three straight road games, Giants, Bears, Cowboys.
0: Yeah, maybe the Cowboys again, because it is a division rival. They should have Dak better. The team will be more cohesive. So maybe the Cowboys, if I am had to pick one, I'm not
1: convinced. And then to close out the season, two home games, New Orleans and Giants. Oh, there it is, week seventeen. You
0: caught your, you caught your L, bro. Sorry, week
1: uh, seventeen,
0: any, <laughs> almost undefeated season. Any team to go seventeen and zero on DraftKings is plus two thousand. Seems a
1: little low, no? Well, there's only one team that can do it now. And, yeah, that's
0: what he's saying. It seems low. It it is low, low, but most yeah. most of those undefeated bets are never. There's never good value in them.
1: So I'm still waiting for the. You know, there's going to have to be a, a growing game or a hiccup game. So, you know, I'm not saying we're going to beat all these teams for sure, but we have the number one rated O line and the number one rated D line in football right now. It's unreal.
0: Yeah, it's because uh, say it with me, Eric. Howie Roseman is, is a good general manager.
1: Yeah, I love that man. I mean, oh, yeah. Too, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, Still yeah. So right. So right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's dude, a love hate thing, dude. It's a love hate. You gave hate that man so much grief. Oh God, fucking ridiculous. Want to fucking hear it. Hey, speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles, currently have a top five pick in the twenty twenty three NFL draft they because do. you know Howie Roseman's a trash general manager. He's awful. I hate him. Okay, on Eric, so on Eric's behalf, uh, that wraps up the review. Eric, go ahead and take us into the head to head. All
1: right. So uh, last week. Um, we'll go. Jermaine had the Raiders minus two. That's a yeah. W for you.
0: I had two. All right, I thought it was two and a half, but
1: that works. Uh, so you're now sitting at one and two. Nicholas took the 49ers minus two and a half. That game is not concluded, but they are up at halftime or early <laughs> so in no, the third. So nowhere close. Okay. Uh, depending on the result, Nick is currently one and one, and then I had the Atlanta two Falcons money line two and one. Atlanta
0: Falcons money line, and I am three and zero. Oh. All right, three and zero. Oh. Nick Nick is going to be two and one. Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. Sean McVay is not leading at halftime. Historically, not good for his odds at winning the football game. um Yeah, since they both have been the head coaches at just Rams versus Niners. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is 6-1, and one, and the only reason he lost is because it's incredibly hard to beat an NFL football team three times in a season. So when they met in the NFC Championship game and Jimmy Garoppolo choked, as he's known to do, um, the 49ers caught their first L, which resulted in a Rams Super Bowl. So I'd say they won the most important matchup. I'd say. All right, so Eric, do you have the lines pulled up?
1: I do. I do have the lines pulled up.
0: Okay, so take us through the lines, please. All right.
1: So the Thursday game this week is the Indianapolis Colts at the Broncos. Colts are plus three and a half dogs at minus 110. Broncos three and a half or minus three and a half at minus 110. The over unders 43 and a half. And Moneyline Colts plus 155. Denver minus 180. This game opened at minus two and a half as well. Denver
0: minus two and a half. So the Jonathan Taylor injury only counted for a one and a half point swing seems a little low in my opinion uh Eric, for the sake of you know avoiding extra reading if the if the juice is minus one ten you don't have to say it you know okay. so okay. we'll just, yeah the will go with implied juice if you don't <laughs> implicitly state it um I love, I love some good implied juice honestly this game is a battle of which one could suck the least <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have to say it's Denver. Denver going to be the team who sucks the least. Uh, although they gave up 32 points to Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they had not get gone over 12 or 13 points in the first three games. I kind of expect that trend to continue, especially if Jonathan Taylor can't be out there to run the football. Matt Ryan should be running for his life. Um, I don't want anything to do with it, but if you're going to take any action, you would take the Broncos uh, Broncos spread. And the under looks pretty enticing in this game.
1: Does the Javante injury really affect the Broncos? I know they have Melvin, so. Man,
0: I didn't even think about the Javante injury.
1: Yeah. Um, That's honestly, my thing
0: that. Honestly, no, because they sucked with Javante. <laughs> Melvin Gordon has fumbled four times this year, by the way. I do yeah, love so. coughing up the ball. And so I don't want anything to do with this game. Let's go ahead and push into the next one.
1: All right, real quick, before I go to this next game, I'm sitting here watching this Monday night broadcast, and I have to ask you guys, is Troy Aikman's eyes like that because he's high or because he got concussed so much? Concussed. he all the blood vessels in his eye.
0: Well, no, it can't be because he got concussed so much. He played behind the greatest line in history. Yeah. No, he uh-huh. got concussed a fuck ton, though. Okay, good. Like, that's get, his claim. Get back that's out there. That's, yeah. Attaboy, Tua. Uh-huh. <laughs> Too soon. See, Tua, you can do it. Look at Troy Eggman. He's fine and functioning. No, I honestly think Troy Eggman gets high before every broadcast. That's
1: hilarious. I mean, his eyes are, you know, I mean, it's like Cheech and Chong up there. But anyway, um, there is another London game, it looks like. That's a 730 yes. a.m. kickoff. It's the Giants are considered the road team uh, against the Packers. Giants plus seven and a half. Packers obviously minus seven and a half. Over under 41 and a half. Money line Giants plus two ninety-five. Packers minus three sixty.
0: Yeah, so Nick and I actually talked about this pre-show. The line movement on other sites has pushed this to as high as plus nine and a half for the Giants. Uh, Nick and I will both be riding Giants at plus nine and a half, uh, just because it's a London game. Daniel Jones could go full, full freak show and actually ball out this this game. Um, I think it's fascinating. But yeah, Nick and I will be on the Giants spread just purely because London equals chaos and uh Giants equal even more chaos. So it should be a it should be a fun matchup, but we'll take we'll take the Giants at plus nine and a half What we locked in pre-show. Let's go ahead and get into the next one.
1: All right. So we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Pittsburgh is plus fourteen. Buffalo is minus fourteen. Over under 47. Pittsburgh money line, plus 650. Bill's money line, minus 950. I don't even know why I told you guys that. I
0: I love this plus 14 spread for a handful of reasons. <laughs> the Bills' defense is very injured right now. And there is no tape on Kenny Pickett. <laughs> so we don't know how the offense is going to play. Completed we all those go- passes. We don't know which of the targets he's going to prioritize. Probably George Pickens, since he probably practiced with him the most, right? Um, He's a more mobile quarterback, so he can make up for some of those lapses that the offensive line has. Laying, getting two touchdowns as a dog with a new rookie quarterback. I I love that you can get that number you're going to be sweating. You're going to be stressing this game because it's still the Buffalo fucking Bills. <laughs> yeah, and, and despite their performances in the last two games are still 3 and 1. Um but 14 points is a lot of points. And all you need is a garbage time Kenny Pickett bomb to Chase Claypool and all of a sudden you're losing by 13 instead of 14. I don't want any part of it, man. I don't want I'm, any part of it. I'm I'm riding double-digit points. I'm typically riding the dog, and I love the fact that it's going to be Kenny Pickett's first start. Um, yeah, I'll take the plus fourteen.
1: What's and next and, to, and to that point, Mackenzie um, and uh, James Davis and
0: Jameson Crowder
1: are all injured. So, I mean, that's a big ass line for a team that's banged up. I know the Bills are probably still going to win handily, but. Anyway, moving to the next game, we have the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. The Teddy Bridgewater-led Dolphins are minus three. New York Jets plus three, over under 44.5. Dolphins minus uh, 165 money line, Jets plus 140 money line.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I don't want anything to do with this game either.
1: Upset of the week.
0: I think the Jets pulled this win out. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I, I mean I can see it. That's why I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying upset of the week. Look, New York Jets plus 140. Don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> just Don't watch. Just bet it,
1: don't watch though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric, can you get us to the next game? Yeah, so we have the uh Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Falcons are plus 8 plus minus 8 over under 48 and a half. Uh, Falcons money line plus 310, Bucks money line minus 380.
0: Uh, By the way, because of the way the division standings break out, this is a battle for the top of the NFC South. Unreal. Unreal. So um, Cordero Patterson's out for those of you who haven't been uh, following um, with Daryl Williams also being out. I would imagine that Tyler Algier gets the start. Um, it doesn't matter. Atlanta's not going to be able to run the football against his vaunted Bucks defense. And the Buccaneers just got lit up for 41 by Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that is Patrick Mahomes, but they will be taking us out on Marcus Mariota. Um, personally betting the under on this matchup. Yeah. 40 and a half is pretty high. Other than that, don't want anything to do with it. If I had to bet something, I'm taking the under forty eight and a half. Buccaneers obviously win this game, take their rival spot. at the top of the division, and let's keep it pushing, Eric. All
1: right, so the next game is the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Bears plus seven, Vikings minus seven, over under 44. Bears money line plus 250, Vikings money line minus 300. Chicago has zero playmakers.
0: Zero. Vikings. I I love it. I also love the under in this game. Yeah. 44. (laughs) See the (laughs) aforementioned zero playmakers. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he likes the under. Um, Division matchup. The under is the place to be. Minnesota won this handily. I don't know if I trust Minnesota to cover a seven-point spread. We just saw them struggle versus Andy Dalton. Um, And Andy Dalton was the Bears quarterback last year, so yeah keep it pushing i think it's a perfect spread i think seven's a perfect number yeah if you're if you're on the bear side plus seven is a fun bet because they have to win by eight yeah don't don't watch (laughs) they don't don't watch but vikings money line is or vikings will win this matchup now if they can cover the spread who, who the hell knows we're gonna go ahead and push into the next game go ahead eric
1: Oh, so it's the Tennessee Titans at the Washington Commanders. Titans minus two and a half. Commanders plus two and a half. Over under 42 and a half. Titans money line minus 140. Commanders money line plus 120.
0: So I'm a little mad at the Commanders, right? So last week I gave you guys a stat that when teams scoring less, 10 points or less, the next week who were dogs of less than 10 points. Does that make sense to both of you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Were four and oh against the spread. The Washington Commanders lost last week, which means they are now four and one. Which means, but then the Commanders lost by scoring ten points or less.
1: <laughs> so which we're means, back at it again.
0: which means we're right back at it. The Commanders are right back at it. Interestingly enough, this game opened as a pick'em. And has been bet up to Tennessee plus three. Sharp money has bet it up. That is very fascinating. Does the Traylon Burks injury sway any Titans betters? They haven't had playmakers already. So, and they still continue to win. So, I don't imagine that sways it any which way. No. I don't so, think so, everyone's comfortable with the Tennessee Titans minus two and a half spread. I, yeah, too. I, I, it's it's a weird game, right? I'd be willing to put some scratch on Washington plus three. I wouldn't be willing to put it on Washington plus two and a half
1: until Washington can protect Carson. I don't only really got sacked twice, but there was people in his face the whole game it, until they can all, protect all them, year. They're losing. <laughs> yeah, they're losing all year. I, I went to
0: practice and they were doing walkthroughs, so there wasn't even a defense on one side, and I was still getting to Carson. Yeah, honestly, this one's a very fun. Washington commander's money line bet if you have the stones all right push keep it pushing Eric
1: uh right, next game Detroit Lions at the New England Patriots Lions plus three Patriots minus three over under 46 and a half Lions money line plus 140 Patriots money line minus 165 absolutely
0: fascinating matchup I love this game give me the Lions Lions. Plus points. Lions plus points. Give me Lions plus points. Give me Lions money line. Money line. I don't care. I'll take whatever. Lions win this game. The Lions have not scored or in in two of their in. There's been one game where the Lions have not scored over 35 points. It's got to break sometime, right? They got to get a win sometime. They're one and three and they haven't scored over. This is the game. Mac Jones is out. The Brian Hoyer got hurt during the game. They were playing. I believe his first name is Brandon Eric. If you can Brandon Zap. Brandon Zap. Zap, Brandon Zap, Brandon Zap, or Z-A- Zap. It's probably I don't, I don't know. We're just saying it because Z A Z A P P E probably Correct. Zappy. Yeah, he and the Patriots won last week, right? Uh, no, they did not. Who did the Patriots play last week? I know we just went over it. But- they
1: lost to the Packers.
0: Oh, in overtime. They, they, he covered. They, co- the yeah, they covered against the Packers. Again, yeah. Packers plus nine and a half. With Brandon okay. Zap. Packers they minus covered. nine and a half. Yeah. They covered. That's awesome. All right, Eric, what's the next game?
1: Uh, next game, Los Angeles Chargers headed to Cleveland. Chargers minus three. Browns plus three. Over under 47 and a half. Chargers money line minus 150. Browns money line plus 130.
0: This is the first instance, this NFL betting season, of one of my favorite Knicks betting nuggets. And it's a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast early. You say, but Nick, Cleveland is not East Coast. And I say, but no, sir or ma'am. It is in the Eastern time zone, which is what matters. Cleveland plus three. I love it. Give me Cleveland plus three. Cleveland money line plus one thirty. I just I there's something there's some juju on this. It's the Chargers. I don't know what it is, but Cleveland money line sounds like a fun bet for me. And uh, I don't want the points. Give me all the cheddar. Love it. All
1: right, we're moving on. Yes. Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Houston what a Texans, line
1: this is. Plus seven and a half on DraftKings, minus seven and a half for the Jags. Over under 45. Money line Texans plus 265 Jags, minus 320.
0: So of note, the last four years in Jacksonville, Houston has won. They are they have won the last four games in Jacksonville. I know Urban Meyer, Doug Peterson. No, I love that stat. This is fascinating. There is something about this game that screams to me come back to return to the media, right? Return to the average. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't know what it is, but these Houston Texans are game. Lovey Smith has got them playing like. Dogs, just like he had them playing like dogs last year as the coordinator general mills continues to impress me if the houston texans finish with a top 10 and go get whatever quarterback is up there i would love general mills on my squad (laughs) you know there's a dog cost benefit analysis of course Uh, I'm not giving up a first-round pick for General Mills or anything like that. But if the Saints could get General Mills, I would love it. That dude has some moxie, some gumption. It's him, Brandon Cooks, and Damian Pierce. No offensive line, and they're still getting it done. It is outstanding to watch the Houston Texans play football. I love every second of it. They don't make make a ton of mistakes that beat themselves. It doesn't feel like they're just – Sometimes they just don't got the talent. I and believe the, the Texans are the only beaten team in the league at 0 and one. And the NFL is a coin flip league. This is this feels like a game where Houston can get their win, and you're getting plus, and you're getting seven and a half points laid to you. So you're telling me the Jaguars have to win by eight or more points? The Houston Texans spread is incredibly fun. <laughs>
1: All right, moving on to the next game. We have the Seattle Seahawks at the New Orleans Saints. Seahawks plus six. Saints minus six. Over, under, 46. Seahawks money line plus 190. Saints money line minus 225.
0: I don't – go ahead. I love this game from a Seattle perspective. We talked up Geno Smith earlier. He's playing lights out. The Saints don't know who they're starting. They don't know who's injured, right? Seattle is rolling. I, see, you're, I'm going to get Seattle plus six. Give me Seattle plus six and Seattle money line in this game. It's absolutely fascinating. I think Nick's right. I'm staying away from it for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, go say any, any time I get to bet on bet against the saints, I'm going to take it. That's called emotional betting kids. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> All, All right. right. Yep. Yeah. Moving on to the next game, we got the uh, undefeated Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals. Eagles minus five, Cardinals plus five. Over under forty nine and a half. Eagles money line minus two twenty five. Cards money line plus one ninety. Where
0: what what has what has shown me in the first four weeks that the Cardinals should not be at least a touchdown dog in this game? What where, where, where is where, this? Is another one of those things that like. What does Vegas know that I don't know? Every – the first four weeks, I get it. I harped. Early season Cardinals. Early season Cardinals. Bet the early season Cardinals. Jermaine, Eric, they tried to convince me. No, no, no. This isn't the Cardinals of a year ago, two years ago, maybe even three years ago. I'm ready to believe you guys. I'm getting Philly minus – you said five, Eric?
1: Minus five, yep.
0: Philly to win by a touchdown. Philly to win by two touchdowns. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, scoreline. I'm not sure where the Cardinals are getting this respect from. Uh, Minus five on the road is still a lot of points, considering you have the built-in three-point advantage for being the home team. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's really a minus eight total. Uh, I'm not scared of that at all, though. Uh, Minus five is a great line. Two field goals means you hit it. Obviously, touchdown, extra point means you hit it. Um. I think that's a great bet. Eagles minus five. Nick and I just went through the exercise of when will they lose? Um, So it's a fascinating outcome.
1: All right. We're going to keep it pushing. We have the Sunday night game is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Bengals plus three. Ravens minus three. Over under 48. Bengals money line plus 155. Ravens money line minus 180. Bengals. Since
0: 2019, with a rest advantage, are two and five. The Baltimore Ravens at a rest disadvantage since 2019, 12 and three. Straight up. The over in this matchup looks great. I think the over in this matchup looks great. I think you getting Ravens as a, a minus three home team is great. Um and the Ravens are gonna be pissed after that Buffalo loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is gonna be a shootout. This'll be one of those games that we talk about this year as as being like finally we got a good primetime game. Uh we had a, we've had a quite a bit of stinkers. Uh, including the matchup we're watching right now, <laughs> so I, I this game should be fun. I'm, uh, I'm not going to take anything. Over looks interesting. Ravens minus three looks interesting though. So obviously we didn't cover two of the games because they're not on DraftKings because they're the Monday night game. That would be uh, the 49ers going to Carolina to play the Panthers at four oh five Eastern on Sunday. Uh, same thing that I just talked about. 49ers with a rest disadvantage are eight and one since 2019 Carolina with a rest advantage fire bat rule hashtag three and seven with a rest advantage since 2019. uh the last game Cowboys traveled to play the Rams for 25 Eastern on Sunday uh what do you guys you guys got any thoughts on either of those two
1: games we still sorry we still have the Monday night game as well so
0: yeah, we'll, we we we'll get to Monday night game next. We're covering the the two that aren't showing up. Um, yeah, obviously t- fade the Panthers. I believe the I believe the we don't we don't have it on uh, DraftKings, but to pull it up, uh, the opening it opened uh, for the first game. San Francisco minus three. The line is currently at minus five. The land the Rams line opened. Rams minus seven. It is now Rams minus four and a half. I I think that's the more correct line. I don't think Dallas is as bad as, bad as we think they are. They're getting healthier. They're playing better. That defense is legitimate due to the star that is Micah Parsons. Um, they dodged a bullet because Randy Gregory is hurt now. Uh, they So they didn't have to pay that $70 million fee. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. I don't want anything to do with that minus four and a half because I'm still betting Cooper Rush in this game, and that's not something I want to do. But you you're gonna have year nine, Aaron Donald taking on year two, Micah Parsons. That should be a lot of fun. Jalen Ramsey and Trayvon Diggs on the outside playing those corners. Um, I'll have to deep dive Trayvon Diggs stats, but you know, last year he was not very good. I've heard I've heard the opposite this year. I've heard that he kind of got some of those coverage issues together, even though in training camp he was getting burnt by <laughs> dudes who I don't even think are on a roster currently. Um, Matt Stafford continues to throw high volume of interceptions. Uh so betting Matt Stafford to lead the league in interceptions is honestly probably one of the best bets this year. Um Cooper yeah. Rush, Cooper Rush, by the way, the only Dallas Cowboys quarterback in history to start his career 4-0. As a starter. As a starter. So uh Cooper Rush and Jalen Hurts are the only undefeated quarterbacks this year. Who would have thought? <laughs> As a starter, right? Because Cooper Rush came in, but Dak stunk it up most of that first game. So he don't get that. He don't get that L. <laughs> um. Whatever line you get for San Francisco over Carolina, please. If it's under a touchdown, hammer it. For the love of God! (laughs) For the love of God! Carolina can't score more than twenty points. Like they're anemic; they can't do it. It don't matter who's on that offense; just fade them. All right. So those are the two games not listed due to Monday Night Football still being played. Let's go ahead and get into the last game on the docket, Eric.
1: So next week's Monday night game is the Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Raiders plus seven, Chiefs minus seven, over under 51. Raiders money line plus plus 275, Chiefs money line minus 330.
0: Las Vegas Raiders last year against the Chiefs. I think they're – I don't know if you could look this up, uh, Nick or Eric, but the point differential is – Last year, I think they lost both games by over thirty points. So the point differential between the two was sixty points. Uh, seven does not seem like enough. Raiders on the road in in Arrowhead Monday night. That place is going to be jumping over fifty one. Um, seems like a great over. So if I'm picking anything in this line, I'm taking over fifty one. So yeah, it's I, I think it's going to go way over. To Jermaine's point, last year two games. Uh, the Chiefs traveled to Las Vegas, won 114 and then December uh, it was a home game. Chiefs won that forty-eight to nine. Also, to Jermaine's point, betting Nuggets, Kansas City has won four of the last five games against the Raiders in Oklahoma or in in Kansas City. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, in Oklahoma would have been a wild no. stat." <laughs> um, so there you have it, forty-eight to nine, and. 41 and 14. I mean, that point differential alone speaks for it. The Raiders, unfortunately, have started the season one and three and are not a one and three football team. That's why the spread is giving them the respect it is. I mean, a touchdown dog on the road against the team that just put up 41 points against that Buccaneers defense is pretty ridiculous. Um, over 51 is what I'm riding in this matchup. You got anything else? Nope. All right. So we covered the head-to-head already, and now it's time to get back into it. I believe um, should 49ers handle business, all three of us have won this week. So therefore, I would be up first pick again because I'm trash. All right. And we just deep dive all the games, and I don't know what I want. (laughs) I just you get to this, it's like one pick. You know what I mean? I got to pick one pick. And I can't pick the one that I want because it's on Monday Night Football. Interesting. Let's see. What do I got here? Do I dare take Steelers plus 14?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. I'm going to go ahead and take... I'll take the... Um, I'll take the Ravens okay. minus minus three. It's not a bad pick. So I'm on the docket for Ravens minus three. I believe that puts Nick as the next uh, decision maker here. And, give me, uh, give me Detroit plus three.
1: <laughs>
0: I want to take Detroit money line. I'm gonna take them plus three though. Take the points when it's head-to-head. Bet Moneyline at home. All right. That leaves it up to you, Eric. Who's your Moneyline dog this week? Can't buck the trend. I'll see you, big dog. Can't I wasn't going to go
1: Lions. That was That was the one I wanted. Um, man, let me see. Well, you can't
0: take him, Eric. I got him.
1: Yeah, no, I know. Give me a second. I got to find my dog. Dead space. By the way, Eric, I'm the take way, Eric, New York Jets is,
0: Eric is three and zero betting dogs, right? Yeah, yes.
1: all dogs. I'm taking another dog. I'm taking New York Jets money line. Okay, good pick.
0: He's just he's just sitting here taking my betting nuggets, bro. Man, maybe, <laughs> I mean, man, maybe do we go? Do we go? Eric's dog of the week. If he keeps <laughs> if he keeps hitting, we're gonna have to have Eric's dog of the week. He can't not. He has to take dogs until he misses, and then he can go into whatever he wants. But he started a trend, right? It's like me with the Patriots last year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So he has to ride that until until it goes. Um, I I love the bets that we just took. Eric, give me the odds on the parlay. If we took Ravens spread, Lions spread, and Jets money
1: line. Ravens spread lion spread and shuts money line plus 756 so there you have it
0: a uh, hundred dollars will get you 756 in return that's the 303 parlay of the week I'm riding it right now so that's we're gonna start doing this whenever we get to the head to head Eric if you can make a new column on this document on this stock and put the juice for the parlays, and then we'll mark it if it hits or not. We'll track that as well. All
1: right.
0: And uh, that kind of wraps up. So we did week four review, week four bets, head-to-head, pop culture pick them. You guys got anything, any last uh, nuggets for the for the for those at home? Uh, for those of you NC State Wolfpack lovers at home, it's not going to be a perfect season uh, because we can't beat Clemson and Clemson. So hopefully you bet Clemson to win that game. Um, yeah, (laughs) that's tough loss, tough loss expected or unexpected. Were you there? I wasn't in Clemson, but it was, it was expected. It was expected. It was expected. Yeah. The offense is as bad as you both said it was. Yeah. And the defense (laughs) is as, is as better than advertised. Yeah. the The old Clemson who just put up 60 something on wake to 30 points. Yeah, I get, yeah I agree with you. Got to win that That's, football game. If you if you want to change the culture of your program, you got to win that one. Yep. But uh, alas, NC State Wolfpack sucks. Still, probably the best what North Carolina football team. I would say so. <laughs> and uh, Eric doesn't have anything else for us. So as always, follow us on Instagram at Twitter, and Twitter at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Moran, And as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.